Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Luke Anderson, astronaut. A man barely interesting. I also uh, went to a school dance with a girl that watched Titanic, I think, 17 times in the theater. It was a different time back then. Will Darkens, hot air balloon attendant, frightened by technology. There's HBO hot where it's like you watch it and you're like, wow, she's dangerous. I'm into that. We have the capability to build the 33rd best radio show in Portland. On Saturdays, about sports. The Sinner and the Saint will be that show. Better than they were before. Funnier. Sportsier. More Labradoodles. On 1080, The Fan. All right, we made it to hour two. We promised to be better here for you. Uh, Hour one, well entertaining. Riddled with inaccuracies. Well, we now have to write an apology letter to Scotty Brooks. We do, uh, among others. Of course, you didn't know who Jay Triano was, and you were convinced that the Lakers had won 9 out of 11. Also inaccurate. But if you'd like to hear how many times we screwed stuff up in the first hour, you can go to 1080the.com. 1080thefan.com. Yeah. I did it again. I just promised I wouldn't make any mistakes. You can't do that to yourself. You can't promise you're going to... Because you're going to make mistakes in life. That's what the text line is for. 55305. They correct us. They keep us honest. Good point. Go to 1080thefan.com. You can download the podcast and uh, see that we're not perfect either. What we're trying to do is create... um, We're trying to become idols that you can really look up to. And by admitting our mistakes and making mistakes in general, don't set yourself up to be perfect because that's not going to happen. We want to be like your dad, except not as aggressive and don't drink as much. It's a fair point. Uh, just like your dad, we also have a Twitter poll up right now. We've got two of them. You can go to Twitter and go to at Saint 1080 Will Darkens, what are our polls today? So the first one that we put out this morning was, what's your motivation for watching the Winter Olympics in 2018? 5%. Said figure skating outfits, which let me say, some of the men's outfits have been pretty bedazzled this can I, year. Can I make a guess that you're in that 5%? I might be. Okay. 9% said storylines. 29% okay. said surprise cost us pink eye. Okay. And a whopping 57% said USA. 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 Well, 57% said USA? 57%. I'm going to upset the 57%, I okay. think. Go ahead. So I I'm I'm getting into the storylines. I don't care what country you're from, I don't care you know whatever. I just like the to see amazing feats. Mm. I think it's cool when uh the the Japanese guy uh that's doing the figure skating, he set some sort of record, had the second greatest run of all time and watching the the little, you know, produced piece about him and how insane the entire country of Japan. He's the first one ever to win a figure skating gold medal in uh, Japan. And the entire country is bananas over this guy. So they do the little fluff piece about him. 
that that captures my attention. I'm like, that's pretty cool to be the first guy ever to win in your sport. That's tight. So they go from that was, I think, two nights ago. And then last night I flip it on and I'm watching maybe a couple hours of Olympics a night. I'm not I'm not completely immersed in it. <laughs> a couple hours in it. It sounds like you're pretty immersed. But I have it on in the background. Okay. Because right. I've got I've got two I've got twin daughters that are 15 months old. So usually I'm taking care of them. I just put it on. And for the most part, it's background noise. But I have it on the TV for a couple hours. And so last night, no different. I put it on and they're doing the Super G. And I'm a huge fan of the Alpine skiing events. So you've got the downhill, the Super G, you've got the slalom, the giant slalom, all this. These events to me are just fun because that's one of those things that when I was young, if 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 I had skied from a young time, I think that's what I would have wanted to do. But I was just I wasn't a good enough skier. I didn't start skiing until I was a teenager and whatever. So I'm watching the Super G and they start the first competitor is Lindsay Vaughn. It's mm. her first race in the Olympics in eight years. She missed Sochi because of a knee injury. She dated so, Tiger Woods. She did. So Lindsay Vaughn, everybody knows who she is. So I'm like, I'm like, I start out like the 50%. USA! USA! Well, she kind of bobbled at the end of her run. She's doing really well. She gets to the end. She bobbles a little bit. Gets hits a flat spot. She goes. She sets a time. Now everybody gets to beat it. In the Super G, you only get one run. And they basically take, usually it's the top 15 to 20 racers are the best in, in the world. Mm -hmm. And so you, you have the best. Lindsey Vaughn goes first. She's been tearing it up on the world circuit. Well, slowly she starts to get knocked off the top spot and then off of the second spot. And now she's out of the medal contention. But... I'm very intrigued because the woman that goes in there is from Latvia. And the the country of Latvia has six medals ever in the Winter Olympics. Where All of them? Where is Latvia? Latvia is a uh, Eastern European country. You'll have to pull that up for me. So anyways, the six medals belong to her family. Her mom got four of them. Her uncle got two of them. So if she can win this event, she'll have the seventh medal for her country. So now I'm rooting for her, right? Like, hold on. And, and skier after skier doesn't hit it, doesn't hit the mark. So I'm now I'm fully invested. The, the twins are just running around. I don't know what they're doing. I'm all in on this. There's only a couple racers of consequence left. And one of the final ones to run is this woman from Austria who won the Super G in the last Olympics. And... If you pull up Anna Weiss, Weiss on uh, on Google Images, I think you'll see that she's easy to root for. And so she comes down, and she, by a tenth of a second, she wins the gold. And I'm watching the broadcast, and it's Bodie Miller and some other guy, and they do a nice job. They kind of set up the skiing. And what they do after Weiss gets her spot on the gold, they go... All right, well, that's it. She's going to win the gold. There's uh, another 20 riders or so that are going to go down the mountain, uh, but none of them will have a chance to win. And I just kind of went, wait, now what? It caught me on pause for like half a second. I'm like, so wait, you're telling me there's 19 skiers left to come down the hill, but none of them have a chance. So the NBC coverage cuts away and goes to figure skating. And so I'm like, all right, I don't need to watch figure skating. I guess I'll make sure my children aren't dead and we'll go and we'll put them to bed. Well, this morning I wake up and one of the greatest Olympic moments in history happened out of those 19 riders. The woman that won the thing is competing next week in the snowboard competition, all of the downhill alpine snowboarding competitions. Well, a couple of years ago, she decided she was going to compete in skiing too. She borrowed skis from U.S. skier Michaela Schifrin, 
borrowed skis came down and won the freaking Super G. This woman from the Czech Republic dominated, wins the event by one one hundredth of a second. When she wins the event, she stood there just staring up at the clock. She thought it was a mistake. The woman that lost, Vyth, is looking up and going, no, that can't be possible. Nobody in the entire crowd thought it was possible. They start going nuts. The woman finally realizes that she's won the event. She comes over to do the interview and they go, uh, they go, oh, why are you leaving your goggles on during the interview? She goes, I didn't think I'd win, so I didn't put on any makeup. I don't want people to see me like this. It's one of the craziest results in the history, and NBC couldn't stick with it because they thought that nobody had a chance. That's crazy. So I'm mad at NBC. They made a mistake too. So wow. they're not perfect either. That's crazy. Do you think Sean White was wrong for his press conference? Why don't we get into that next? <laughs> you just talked literally for 10 I know. minutes straight. It's a good a story. Woman. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm going to tell you this. What? That's an interesting story. That's very, very good. Very exciting. You don't like that story? I think maybe 2% of people care about that here in Portland. If you I care think, about it, 55305. If you care about it, we'll talk about Sean White next. We'll talk about Sean White next. You're listening to The Center and the Saint on 1080 The Fan. Oh, Portland, it's Marcus from the 808. You had a long day? Does it feel like you're sacked by a 300-pound lineman? I know the feeling because, trust me, the Titan of Hawaiian restaurants has your back because now they got happy hour at both locations. Duck into 808 from 4 to 6. Grab some island drinks, and you'll feel like it's the off-season in no time. I'm Marcus, a hui ho, and I'll see you at 808, the Titan of Hawaiian restaurants, 2454 East Burnside or 52nd in Woodstock. Mahalo. For all station contest rules, go to 1080thefan.com slash rules. The Reynolds Defense Firm's one promise. This is Mac Daniel Reynolds with the Reynolds Defense Firm. We do one thing and we do it very well. We represent good people facing DUI and related criminal charges. Trust is a big deal to me, both personally and professionally. And I believe at the core of trust is a very simple concept. Be genuine. Be genuine in what you say. Be genuine in what you do. And I believe being genuine is what makes the Reynolds Defense Firm so successful. There's no pretense here. What you see is what you get. We do what we say we are going to do, and we don't make promises we can't keep. In fact, there's only one promise we make to our clients because there's only one thing within our complete control. We promise every client we represent that we will do the absolute best we can for them. And, since DUI law is our specialty, our absolute best can be pretty amazing. If you or someone you believe in faces a DUI in Multnomah, Washington, or Clackamas County, call the Reynolds Defense Firm today because you want the Reynolds Defense Firm on your side. The Reynolds Defense Firm. We're solid, we're here if you need us, and we are very good at what we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Center in the Saint on 1080 The Fan. You complain that I took the entire 10-minute segment to tell one story. You did. And then we threw it to the text line. I know I know that I did. You complained about it. Would you like to read the text messages in response to that uh, story? You know I can't read. Yeah, well, I'll throw it to you and I'll let you go through it and see if we this this works well enough for you as a straw poll of, of what people think. 55305. That was a great story. Isn't that why we watch sports? That's the great part of the Olympics. I couldn't care less about Sean White. And then it's going to continue here in a minute. I'm part of the 3% that cares, says another listener. I love that skiing Super G story. From the 312. Loved it. Who wouldn't care about it? Yep, another one coming in. 
Great story. Watched it last night from Austria. Or with my wife from Austria. I thought we had our listener from Austria. Yeah. So there you go. Five for five on the text line. Uh, I win. You lose. Uh, but you do, you do want to talk about Sean White, don't That's you? not what sports is about. Sports what is this about Sean White getting up on that oh, podium sh- and us harassing him <laughs> constantly? Because what he did... That day, what he did that day. Uh, what did he? Nothing. What did he do for anybody that missed it? Why don't you set up the story? He won some Olympic medals, right? Do you even know? <laughs> no, set oh, it up. Mean, set up the story. The, set, if, you, if 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 I was so out of line for telling what this, I mean, that's one of the coolest stories uh, ever. I'm just upset that I didn't get to watch it because I'd I'd still be watching if if they were if they played that. The, the way everything unfolded was awesome. So basically, Sean White had this press conference after his uh, run this past week where I think he won a gold medal, right? Isn't that right? <laughs> Sean White won a gold medal? I, I don't know. All I know is that he sent some very harassing text messages to a member of his band, which, by the way, Sean White having a band seems kind of strange. And, uh, yeah, he just harassed this woman a bunch. And that's what we have to bring up. Why? What are you talking because we about? we have to. That's what this culture's all about now. We uh, have to bring it up. No, you're the worst. The, first of all, here's what happened with Sean White is he he won the half pipe after finishing fourth in Sochi. Bruh. He came back on his final run and got a 97.5 to overcome a 16-year-old Japanese snowboarder, and he won the half pipe. What a jerk. Beating a 16-year-old. Can barely drive. It's his third gold medal. He won his first in Vancouver. He's a 31-year-old. He was weeping. He was o- overcome with emotion. He comes up to the podium. Podium and the first controversy. The press podium. No, no, no. You're missing the first controversy. The first Sean White controversy this week was somebody came over and draped him with an American flag, and he was so fraught with emotion yeah. that he let that flag drag on the ground. Oh, I don't care about that. Oh, people did, as you would imagine. Well. I don't care for those people. Our 57% USA, USA voters on Twitter. They're mad. I think that they some may be mad that Sean White, he was dragging the American flag behind him, and a lot of people found that disrespectful. I think the bigger story is that so a then, tomato dragged a flag. <laughs> so then Sean White, prolific skateboarder, snowboarder, and leader of the band... I don't know what they're called. Stomping frogs. Narwipe or something. I don't know. Whatever. Sean White's band uh, is what they're called. Pretty much. Yeah. Anyways. So I think it was his former drummer, uh, female drummer, had a harassment. And so somebody asked a question. It's very weird. If you've read the text message, the text messages are very strange. That's fine. But this is an old story. And it, it was brought up by someone in the press conference. And Sean White's response was, I'm here to talk about the Olympics and not gossip. That stuff. So what pe- and and that stuff. So what people got upset about was him referring to to harassment charges, legitimate charges. That's an ongoing, you know, allegation investigation. Da-da-da-da. He called it gossip. So it was the way he was flippant about it. It's not even people trudging that up. So this, to me, is the part of the Olympics that I do not care about. Why? Because I I like watching the performances. I'm aware of it. At least I followed the story. You're the one that wanted to talk about it. You, I don't know. You want a medal or something, and then something happened at a thing. But don't you think that's interesting? That- it's interesting that it keeps getting it, that that it becomes the focus. But Sean White is different than than most Olympic athletes in the fact that he is a huge celebrity. He's he's been fantastic in the X Games. He's one of those guys that I mean, name all the snowboarders that you know. 
don't know. Chloe Kim. Chloe Kim. Sean White. Yeah. And how long have you known about Chloe Kim? Trace McSorley. <laughs> I believe he plays quarterback for Penn State. But that could might, be that could snowboard. be that could be Scotty Brown. Could he could snowboard? Here, here's my bigger point on this. Go ahead. Is that I think a lot of people are kind of poo-pooing on why this reporter asked Sean White about this, right? Because they say, well, this is the Olympics. This is about sports. You shouldn't uh, you shouldn't press with those kind of questions after he's I, just won a gold medal. Hold on a second. Go ahead. This, this is what a lot of people have been kind of saying in backlash to it. Here's what I would say to them. I don't think you understand how much the Olympics is really about politics and not competition. That really one of the most memorable moments for the Olympics was in 1936 when Hitler was sitting in the crowd. Yeah. And Jesse, Jesse Owens, Owens won. won. Yeah. That was a political statement. Sure. The fact that in Sochi, the really huge surrounding story was the opening ceremonies basically hearkening back to Soviet Russia and to industrialism and how it was a sign that they weren't with the new world order. They wanted things to go back the way it was during the Cold War. I think that there's always these alternate storylines during the Olympics that really seem to be a little bit more interesting than the games themselves. Well, I don't, to me. I, I would agree. I, I agree that there are alternate storylines and you, you can choose which one you want to do, but I don't think Sean White has become an alternate storyline to this. I mean, to, even to your point, the opening ceremonies and, and you said how fascinated you were when we talked about it last week about Korea, but the North Korean cheerleaders and the idea that you have a unified Korean hockey team playing and some of those political which is, stories. Which is a sham. Well, kind of, because the, their star player is American, and her sister, yeah. who she grew up with, she was adopted from a Korean family by an American family, and her sister, who's white, plays on the American hockey team, and she, and now, she now it, plays for wasn't Korea. Wasn't the huge story from Brazil? I mean, what can you think? What was, Bra what was Bra the huge story from Brazil? Brazil was absolutely 100% from a global perspective about how or that country is, but it also parlayed the story from the World Cup. But athletically, you can go and find other stories. When the games are going on, I I try my best to focus on it. And somebody brought it up on the text line too. The big the problem with the Olympics and and the IOC and and the amount of money that goes through real sports did a, a great piece on this just a couple weeks ago, and you could probably go and pull it up if you've got HBO. Uh, you can go and look at the story of where the money actually goes and how none of this money goes to the athlete. And you see a lot of parallels between what's going on right now in college basketball and how none of the money actually trickles down to the people that we're paying to watch, that we're going. And this, you know, billion dollar television contract that NBC has, the fact that they, you know, they call it Pyong. Chang and capitalize the C so that people don't get it mixed up with Pyongyang, which is the capital of North Korea. Uh, they still refer to Turin, Italy as Torino because it sounds more appealing to an American audience. There's all kinds of of whitewashing that you can look at with the Winter Olympics and how it doesn't represent the U.S. It only represents people that grew up in privileged families and all of that. I know all of those stories and they're sad and they're disappointing. But at the same time, there are people that are going out and, you know, living their dreams by getting to hold up a gold medal. So it's to me, there's there's kind of two sides of it. And I try to compartmentalize it. And it might not be the right thing to do. But, man, when I turn it on, I just want to see somebody do something awesome. Well, the Olympics in themselves in the committee is completely. Uh, it's scummy. It's, 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 scummy. it's awful. I mean, it's, it's all about money. That's it. Yep. And that's why, to me, watching the Olympics is difficult because there's this underlying message every single time I watch it which is this was all done for a very specific reason, not for competition. It was for money. 
Sure. I can see that one. And, and listen, these, these athletes go and they perform on their, whatever their world circuit is and they go, and this is just, it's a unique opportunity for the world to watch something like half the world watched the Olympics, the in, uh, games in Brazil. And we won't know what the ratings are on this, but you have a hundred million people uh, in the U S alone watching the, the games. It's, it's pretty wild, you know? And, and, it sucks because because when Red Gerard Red Gerard is the 17 year old that won the slope style gold medal it was the first gold medal of the games for the U S and when he won it he's 17 years old and they're going in conditions where the the wind's crazy and you saw what happened in the women's competition I'm sure where the wind drastically affected it but this kid wins this gold medal and it's against the odds and it's it's one of the sports that i don't get as behind as the racing events because it's a judged event so it comes down to a score or whatever but there was a moment where the ioc president came over to shake his hand and i just kind of went oh that feels scuzzy because the training video where they show this kid where him and his brothers built a rail park in their backyard in colorado and that's how he learned to snowboard and it's just his brothers you know uh built their own tow rope in Colorado. He didn't, oh. he didn't do it because of the money the IOC gave dope. him. Well, but he didn't do it because the IOC gave him money to go and train. He did it because him and his brothers decided that this was what they wanted to do. Yeah. And then here's the guy taking credit for it. That's, it's it's tough to separate, but there's a lot to enjoy about the Winter Games. The at one least in thing my mind. that I enjoyed overall was Chloe Kim. Chloe Kim is by far away to me the greatest story. And I know your Latvia story was very heartwarming and touching and should be on a Lifetime movie. She's uh, from the Czech Republic, the really woman care. that won. See, I didn't even remember that. Well, that's you, man. Chloe Kim is <laughs> it's a American. star in the making. Okay. Star in the making. Dude, she was tweeting during one of her runs, in between one of her runs. All, yeah, the entire time. The entire time yes. she was, yeah. To me, she is going to be one of the most marketable people. She already is, dude. Every promo for the Olympics going in had Chloe But I Kim. mean, when you talk about commercials, I, I mean, this, I know, but there are going to be so many endorsements for her, and she's only 17 years old. That's she, the crazy part. She, she should have competed in yep. Sochi, but she was so damn young, they didn't let her do it. But she was better than almost all the yep. competition. Thir 13 years old, they said, now you're too young. I find that the most interesting than anything else because now we get to see somebody grow into what kind of star they're going to be, right? There's always these Olympic stars that come out of this that get completely commercialized, whether it's... Sean uh, White. Sean White, uh, Michael Phelps, mm -hmm. uh, Marion Jones, right? Yep. And then, well, didn't work out well for her, but... <laughs> I, I think it'll be interesting to see how she handles that kind of success and stardom because Olympic success and Olympic notoriety, yeah. it's a very subtle thing. Well, you no, it, it's, not, it's not subtle. Well, I mean, Lin no, look at Lindsey Vaughn and Bodie Miller. I mean, they do. They prop up stars. Yeah. That's part of the commercial but aspect. Vaughn's not on the level of like what you have with Michael Phelps, right? Lindsey Vaughn is one of the most decorated Olympians ever. She's She was a celebrity before she dated Tiger Woods. Lindsey Vaughn's a big deal. What? Athletic wear company is she sponsored by? <laughs> is that that's what matters? No, just Na what? name a skiing brand. I don't know. I don't know the brands. I'm not a skier. I don't. Michael Phelps is a part of Under Armour. They don't do swim stuff. Okay, I didn't know that. Well, now you do. <laughs> wow. The more you know. The more you know. I guess what I'm who trying coaches to say the Charlotte Hornets? Will. Oh, <laughs> Michael Jordan. <laughs> Actually, that could be a joke. Uh, no, really, because Michael Jordan probably thinks he coaches the Hornets. <laughs> Fair point. Anyways. 
You know, the only reason this team's not but, better is because they don't let me get on the bench. But yeah, there, but there is a big part of it. There is a lot of nationalism that goes along with the Olympics. You saw it from the poll that we did. 57% watch the Olympics for USA, USA. But to, to me, especially for the Winter Olympics, the thing that I find most appealing is just n- not only the talent that it takes to compete in these sports, but the nerve. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you look at you look at the, the Olympic downhill skiing. The the women that competed in the downhill that compete in the downhill and the super G they get up to eighty miles an hour on a set of skis. Well, and it's not just the nerve; it's the commitment. I mean, I know every but, sport yeah. has commitment, but this sport more than any is that, dude. Your one chance is every four years, and yep. you get maybe three, four if you take care of yourself. Times to actually do yep. it, and you go and you go back through the stories and and as you watch, because just find the next Olympic Alpine event, which will be the downhill skiing, and that'll be a Lindsey Vaughn event. But watch that, and every time somebody steps up to the starting block, they go. Here's the injuries that this person has suffered. Here's the ACL they had to come back from in 2015 to do it. Here's the the crash they had two weeks ago in a world championship circuit to do it. And to get up there, not only, you know, just to go 80 miles an hour, but to know that you've been hurt and everybody that you're competing against has been hurt at some point. And it's pretty cool to see somebody, you know, just go and by a fraction of a second, be able to go to up and hoist up a gold medal. It's to me that that is, is going to get me through the next couple of weeks. And then we'll, you'll be, you'll be right there to tell me what the big resounding story is and the takeaway from North Korea and South Korea and, and how they Sean projected White to the world. But, but a scumbag, he is actually a scumbag. Yeah, but he was also that guy in Vancouver that is Chloe Kim right now. He's going to become a celebrity and going to be followed around. He's already been. No, that's what I mean. He was in the Vancouver Olympics. This is his fourth Olympics. And Chloe Kim will be that person. You see how people handle celebrity. And, and, you know, if you want to find. I don't know if it's him handling celebrity. I I think this might just be Sean White as a person. I don't know if celebrity affected him being an a-hole. On this level, you can be an a-hole like... uh, like Elton John is apparently an a-hole to people he works with. He isn't an a-hole on a level that at least we know of that he sexually harasses people. Being but an international superstar for two decades is going to kind of push you in the direction of being an make a-hole. Make you want to sexually harass people, right? Well, again, it's, it, I don't know about it's going to make you very entitled. And I think we see mm. a fair amount of entitlement with sexual harassment, yes. Uh, I think That's a whole other discussion. I don't know if entitlement has anything to do with it. It's got a... I think it has deeper than that. That I would agree. That I would agree. We'll we'll end it there. We'll go to the news. We'll come back. Uh, what what are we doing next? Uh, or I think we have more NBA. We have hot NBA news. I think we have more late breaking NBA. Oh, there's no late breaking NBA, is there? I don't know. Can we talk about Steve Kerr letting his players coach? Yes. More because let's do that next. But first, right now, let's do the news. Okay, we'll do the news. Yeah, do the news. <laughs> I hope this news piece is good. You don't seem excited about it. I'm excited about You're it. You're trying to avoid it. Let me ask you something. Okay. Do you think LaMarcus Aldridge is thin-skinned? No, but I did see that he was one of the last two guys uh, picked for the NBA All-Star team. He Him was. and uh, Al Horford. San Antonio star forward. LaMarcus Aldridge said he wasn't surprised to learn that he was the last pick in the inaugural 2018 NBA All-Star draft. Quote, I'm not a flashy player, the six-time All-Star said. That's okay. Good for him. He's maturing. 
he's maturing. Why don't they televise these things? What was the very it's the first time they did it? They, they because did. you didn't want people's yeah. egos to get hurt. That's Aren't exactly they adults. What it was. They're friggin' adults. Listen, who I, cares? I think if they continue along this path and knowing how much clamoring there is to see those results, I think they do it. On they tele- have to even do LeBron it. said he because he was a proponent of it, and yeah. after they did, he's like, dude, we should have televised this. Yes. Yeah. And then we could all collectively laugh at Lamarcus. And Aldridge you do like the together. Brady Bunch squares, so people can be in whatever city they're in, and, or you know, in their different TV. And then at the last yeah. pick, you have the womp womp sound. <laughs> yep. More sports scores and stories in thirty minutes. Will Darkens from the Allen Web Sports Desk. The Allen Web Auto Family. Value driven. Values driven. It's the Gotta Have It GMC Sale going on now at Car Vancouver. For a limited time, take $10,500 off MSRP on a 2018 GMC Acadia Denali. That's right, $10,500 off a loaded all-wheel drive Acadia Denali. We have 10 to choose from, all with a lifetime warranty. Search Car Vancouver for all our current specials. GMC, we are professional grade. Tax title license and up to 150 documentary fee additional. Vehicle identification available upon request. Sale ends close of business Sunday. I'm Tom Shane. I read this review from one of our customers, and I had to share it with you. My husband bought me this beautiful ring as a gift for our 10-year anniversary. It's such a bright, shining ring with all the diamonds. I feel like I'm newly engaged. Again. Whether you're celebrating your anniversary, her birthday, or any special occasion, make it count with a beautiful diamond, ruby, or sapphire band from Shane Company. She can wear one or more bands next to her engagement ring to give it a spectacular new look or stack them together on her right hand to make its own fashion statement. Unlike other jewelers who sell the same mass-produced bands over and over, we're constantly designing new and exclusive styles. Whatever the occasion, her band will be unique and she'll think of you every time she wears it. Now you have a friend in the jewelry business, Shane Company and Shaneco.com. Hey, it's Souk in my hometown dealer. The big Ford store in Vancouver just sold more F-Series trucks in January than any month in over six years. They will match the Ford rebate with a special Vancouver Ford discount dollar for dollar. So if you want to haggle for four hours to get a worse deal, be my guest. But if you want the best deal on F-Series, go to Vancouver Ford or check them out online at VancouverFord.com. The guys at Vancouver Ford make it easy before, during, and after the sale. The best prices in my hometown, at my hometown dealer, the big Ford store, Vancouver Ford. This is the Sinner and the Saint on 1080 The Fan. So before the show, you were telling me how the NBA is transitioning away from the three-point shot. I think it will at some point. Not yet, but it's starting to. (laughs) Starting to? Yes. You're ridiculous. Why? It's not. Would you like to... Take a look at some NBA three-pointing, three-point shooting attempts. Let's do it. All righty. Uh, let's go here. Okay, so who's leading the Western Conference right now? The Houston Rockets. All right. Care to see who has the most attempts in the league as far as the team goes? Sure. Houston Rockets. Which one is this? 42.8 three-point attempts per game. Yes. Who's leading the East? The Toronto Raptors, I believe. They are fourth. Would you like to guess how many they're shooting at per game? 
Give it to me. 32 three-point shots. So here's what I'm looking at. The top 10 in three-point shooting attempts. Rockets, Nets, Cavaliers, Toronto Raptors, Dallas Mavericks, Boston Celtics, Bulls, Heats, Nuggets, Hawks. The Golden State Warriors are down at 11. Mm-hmm. Any team that you think has a chance to beat the Rockets outside I'm sorry, to beat the Warriors outside of the the name the teams that I listed. Rockets, Cavs, Raptors. To beat the Warriors? Yeah. No, none. Do you give any of those teams no, a chance? No, none. No, not at all. So nobody's going to beat no. nobody's going to beat the Warriors? No. So I can list up every NBA team. Yes, you can, and I will say no. None of those teams. Okay. Not in the least. If you genuinely believe that a Mike D'Antoni led basketball team will get to an NBA Finals, I think you're sorely mistaken. <laughs> Like, genuinely, really sorely mistaken. Who to give a chance to, if anybody? Let's let's say Kevin Durant gets hurt. Okay, that's that's a big difference. Okay, but who goes? Somebody has to go, right? If Kevin Durant gets hurt, I, I'm still going to give it probably to the Warriors. Here's the issue okay, with the Rockets. That's fine. And I know what you're doing. You're trying to say that the top two teams in each respective league, right, are, uh, or whatever. Top three side, teams. Yeah. 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 You know, they're top in three-point shooting. Okay. That's fine. The issue is, is that one, the Toronto Raptors will never get to the Eastern Conference Finals because they don't have enough depth and they won't actually be able to beat LeBron James. This is a Raptors. Yes, this is a Raptors. Now, the issue with the Houston Rockets is you have a head coach who believes that once you get to the playoffs, you do not need to turn (laughs) the defensive dial from 3 to 11. You don't think that he has the ability. He doesn't care. But you honestly think that Mike D'Antoni doesn't know that people say that his teams don't play defense. You don't think he cares about that. He just... Okay, go ahead. No, no, what should I read? You should read the book, Seven Seconds or Less. Okay, when did he write that book? He didn't write a book. It was a <laughs> reporter who went with the team yes, on what? the all, whole 2006 season and talked to Mike D'Antoni, and Mike D'Antoni goes, when we get into the playoffs, we're not changing a thing. I don't care. We're doing it this way because he believes that if you score more points than the other team, you win. You win. You right? do. He's right. You, yeah, you do. How many NBA titles has, appearances has he been to? He has no NBA title appearances. None. I realize, but you're you're and what he you're had suggesting. A team with a two-time NBA MVP, yeah, with a six. Well, he wasn't a six man. Probably one of the best wingmen of a decade in Sean Merriman. And then you had probably one of the most dynamic rookies of all time in Amari Stoudemire. You had all three of those guys together, and they couldn't get past the San Antonio Spurs. What are the San Antonio Spurs famous for in the playoffs? Defense. Defense. Playing defense. That's why I give the Celtics a better chance to beat the Cavaliers than I do the Raptors, because the Celtics play friggin' defense. Are they going to outscore the Cavaliers? At this point, I don't know. Probably not, because Kyrie Irving is their main source of scoring. That and Jalen Brown. So what you're suggesting is that... Mike D'Antoni, yeah. since 2006. Who looks weird without a mustache, yes. He does look weird without a mustache. Yeah. He's not changed his coaching philosophy at all. I would say no. <laughs> no. The only thing that's really changed with his coaching philosophy was that Chris Paul got there, and he had now a little less control of how things were run. Because Chris Paul would basically stop and run the offense in the first 20 games and go, no, 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 I'm going to dribble a lot until I can run out the shot clock. Then D'Antoni got a hold of him and goes, no, when we get the rebound, we're giving you the ball and you're shooting to the outlet. You just pass to the outlet every time. Give it to the outlet guy. Give it to Trevor Ariza, Ben Gordon, James Harden. 
And then when you sit on the bench, James Harden will do the same thing and we'll keep doing this. Okay. That's what the Rockets do. Okay. They're not going to make any changes. Care to guess where the Rockets sit defensively this year? Okay, let's hear it. Ninth. Ninth, great. Yeah. It's an improvement. Super. All right. Good for them. <laughs> it's interesting that they're ninth and they're the number one team in the West. You're you're extremely dismissive of them. Uh, so no teams from the East even LeBron James and the new look Cleveland Cavaliers, you're not giving them any chance against the Warriors. Unless Kevin Durant gets hurt. Okay. No. Yeah. Because the issue that they have with that matchup is that LeBron James has to guard Kevin Durant, right? Who else is going to guard Kevin Durant? Tristan Thompson. Well, I mean, <laughs> that's possible, but. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You can put Tristan Thompson in front of Kevin <laughs> yes. Durant, I guess. Nobody can guard. Kevin Durant couldn't guard Kevin Durant. No. The best chance you have is. Yeah. Doing one on one with LeBron James, yep. LeBron gets completely friggin' exhausted. Well, because he, he has to, to do, do everything. Game. Yeah, yeah, he has to do everything. Now you have a slightly better chance because I guess now you have outside scorers. Rodney Hood's really good. Jordan Clarkson has proved he can actually create his own offense. Well, but, and and his first quote after that Boston game, Clarkson goes, "Dude, I've never had so many open shots in my life." Yeah, <laughs> which is the product of playing with LeBron James. It's yeah, it's true. But no, I don't give anybody an advantage at this point. And really, that the Rockets are in first place right now only has to do with the fact that the Golden State Warriors are completely bored. They are so frigging bored that Steve Kerr had to have the players coach themselves to just shake things up. How disrespectful do you find that? Oh, God. I think they need to write an apology letter to the Suns. <laughs> to the whole league. Yes. Give me a break. Yes. We need to make those adult men who made a decision <laughs> that their owner said was okay write an apology letter. Oh, God. Uh, come off it. Whoever thinks that. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't matter that they cush themselves. In fact, I thought it was the most entertaining of all to watch Draymond Green like sit in a huddle screaming at people. Are you not at all intrigued with the second half of this NBA season? I mean, I know it's it's less than half, but after the All Star break, you just think it's going to be the Warriors and, and a parade? Uh, that's kind of how it feels right now. Okay. And, and the only thing that's really going to intrigue me in this second half are going to be a couple storylines. Of course, the Trailblazers. You have to kind of think that they've been playing a little bit well before the All-Star break. Can they get to that fifth spot, and do they really want to, right? Because at this point, who are they going to play right now? What do you mean? What's their next game? I don't know. No, no, no. If they were in the playoffs today, right? I think they would play the So right now they sit at seven, so they would play the Warriors. Oh, the Warriors. Okay. So you need to probably get to the sixth spot so you can play the Spurs. You'll you most likely have a better chance against the Spurs. Well, yeah. So right now, just just looking at records. So OKC is thirty three and twenty six. Yeah. Uh, the Nuggets and Blazers are both thirty two and twenty six. So and the Pelicans are thirty one and twenty six. The Clippers are thirty and twenty six. So you have right there six teams with the same number of losses. They just haven't played the same number of games. So essentially, they are. Five through nine, they could be in any one of those spots. So, first of all, they aren't assured of anything. The team that's probably the hottest in the West right now is the Jazz, who've won eleven straight. But could we say that and the, Blazers, the Blazers will most likely make the playoffs? Could you <sighs> confidently say that? Really, you, you don't think that they'll? You don't at least with ninety percent surety they are going to make the playoffs. I would probably put it at 80% surety, but it, again, I mean, you look at injuries. If you lose one of your two backcourt running mates between Dame and CJ, I think you're out quicker than 
you know, any other team in the NBA. I think yes. you, you lean really heavily on one of those guys. But the Thunder, the Thunder, are, I think, are very intriguing going to the end of the season. The Nuggets are playing well. The Jazz are playing extremely well. And the Pelicans, I would expect to to kind of fall off. But Anthony Davis has kind of thrown that team on his shoulders. And if he can get Rajon Rondo to get the fourth best player on the other team ejected every game, I mean, that's really good. Yeah, it'll probably help. Yeah, um, probably help. So things. I'm going to throw your question right back on you then. Please, Do you then. think there's anybody that's going to stand in the way of the Warriors? I think the Rockets are the best chance, and yeah, I think they can. I mean, the way that they play, I mean, they added a superstar to a team that was very good last year. It they will, added a it, superstar who, let me just remind you, has a very bad playoff history. So does James Harden, so does Mike D'Antoni. I, I completely agree with you in that, and it's, it's very hard for me because the Rockets, let's be honest, they're a very unlikable team. Really? <laughs> the, the personalities, yes. The way they play? No. Wait, no. you don't like James Harden? <laughs> what do you? you like about James? I'm not. I'm not a. I don't hate on him, but I'm indifferent. The Euro step and the he's the way he handled himself in, in last year's playoffs. The whole I think quitting, he had a concussion. Quitting though. on his. He went out partying that night. Do you not recall the 2 a.m. photos of him in a club? Hey, man, I've in had the club, bottle full of bub. Sometimes you get, a, you get some liquor in you to alleviate that headache. I don't think that's uh, in the recommended uh, concussion uh, protocol. And then when the rage sets in. Yeah. Anyways, so you add Chris Paul to that team, and Chris Paul's not a guy that I like to root for. But, yes, the way they play is entertaining. What and about Cliff Paul? Cliff Paul. Now, that guy I'd root for. If he came out in a sweater vest, in warm-ups, and a mustache. Why the hell did they think that Chris Paul in a mustache was more likable than just Chris Paul? Because anything's more likable than just Chris Paul. So you could just do anything to Chris Paul to slightly alter his image, and he would be a little bit more appealing. Would you rather see Chris Paul grow a James Harden beard or James Harden shave his beard? I would rather see James Harden shave his beard because if you look at pictures of him at Arizona State, he didn't have it, mm -hmm. and he has a fat face. Play along at home. Would you rather Chris Paul with James Harden beard, James Harden with no beard? We'll get to Crystal Balls next. You're listening to The Sinner and the Saint on 1080 The Fan. People are always asking, how did Life's Auto Collision Centers become the largest body shop in the Northwest? It starts with a relentless drive to maintain manufacturer specs and quality. Then we top that off with convenience and service. Did you know we can pick up and deliver your vehicle anywhere in the Northwest? Life's can provide you a loaner during the repairs or help you with your deductible. Remember, you have the right to choose your shop. Choose Life's, the finest in collision repair. Thinking about a new TV? Maybe getting a really good one this time? Samsung, Sony, and LG are the top-rated brands for 2017. And this weekend, many of their best models are on sale at the lowest prices of the year. Who has the best deals on the best TVs? Video only, where all the smart shoppers go. Before you buy at a club or online, check out video only, because if you don't, You'll be sorry. At BMW of Portland, their goal is to make certain that you're totally satisfied with your entire BMW experience. You'll feel their commitment to your satisfaction the moment you walk through the door of their beautiful state-of-the-art showroom. Check out their huge inventory of certified pre-owned BMWs, incredible prices, and the peace of mind that comes with the purchase of a warrantied BMW of Portland certified vehicle. Special lease and finance offers available through BMW Financial Services. BMW of Portland, Portland's only BMW dealership on Southwest Jefferson downtown or at bmwportland.com. Oh, 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 
Don't miss the President's Day sale going on now through Monday, February 19th at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Stop in today and get five quarts of Castrol High Mileage Motor Oil for $19.95. Plus, earn 150 O Rewards points with this purchase. Protect your engine with Castrol High Mileage at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supply. See store for details. Advocating for people having trouble with auto insurance claims is not just talk with Laves. Whether you're our customer or not, you can call me anytime for help. Insurance companies deny approximately $10 billion a year in legitimate claims across America. If you've been in an accident, odds are you will be taken advantage of by the insurance adjuster. If you suspect anything amiss with your claim, give me a call. I'm Life, owner of Life's Auto Collision Centers, on your side for over 27 years. This is the Sinner and the Saint on 1080 The Fan. It's a thrilling weekend of basketball and uh, what do you call it? The carnival games? Skills challenges? Myers Leonard with a soul patch from the text line, by the way, 55305. Suggestion of, uh, of haircut or uh, new styles. To make them more likable. I think Myers Leonard with a soul patch I would like maybe a little more. Would you like him more if he had uh, Chris Anderson Birdman no, tattoos? I would hate him. If he just did the mohawk. Young Birdman before he had all the tattoos. So you're saying Myers Leonard with a mohawk but no tattoos. He would just maybe just a few tattoos. Like, uh, Where are they? Neck and face. I might, might, I might like him a little bit more. Yeah. I'm still stunned that a marketing department thought that all they had to do was put a mustache on Chris Paul and he became more likable. Yeah. I think maybe a cartoon Chris Paul is more likable. A car- cartoon Chris Paul? Yeah. If you have a cartoon Chris Paul, okay, I'm, I guess I'm into it. Maybe. But, you know, give him mustache and glasses and an Argyle sweater and I don't care. Like, you still are Chris Paul. You're still a jerk. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's... It's just marketing. You see they're making an Uncle Drew movie with Kyrie Irving. Yeah, that's desperate. Uh, that's, he, what that, market were they reaching into for that? Uncle Drew, that is such an old thing. And is is Kyrie Irving that much of a personality? Is he? Could I he mean, carry a movie is what you're asking? Could he carry a press conference? He's, he's very... Uh, He's well-spoken. He carries himself well. But in terms of entertainment value, the, the Uncle Drew commercials to me is just Kyrie Irving talking with a cold with an oncoming cold that's yeah and it's it's makeup and it's just yes it's dreadful i'm trying to find betting odds for this stupid all-star weekend zach collins pencil thin mustache you like him better uh if he goes with the full um you see the paxton lynch look that he has yeah yeah i think he goes with that look and i think we like him a little bit better are you what are you trying to look for i've got it right here all right, let's do so, it. You ready to pick some stupid yeah. things? All right. Oh, here's a good one. We'll start here. <laughs> the over-under for tomorrow's All-Star game. Oh. 346 points. Yeah, that sounds about right. Okay. I I, I mean, well, they don't play defense. <laughs> no, they do not. No. Um, yeah. I, mm, 346, you say? Yes. So... 
you're gambling on. I'm gonna say over because I I could imagine each one. Man, you put them at 170 points. Yeah, each. Ah, uh, yeah. I'm gonna go over. I'm gonna go over too. slightly over, <laughs> like go. a point maybe. Yeah, I, I mean, at first when you hear that, that sounds ridiculous. But after the last couple All Star games, you have to think like, yeah, they'll probably get there. All right, here's your odds for the slam dunk contest. I know that one you're the one you're most excited about watching the highlights after it happens, if it's intriguing enough to get you to actually watch. Okay. Dennis Smith Jr., Donovan Mitchell, Larry Nance Jr., Victor Oladipo. Here are your favorites. The opening favorite is uh, Smith, Dennis Smith Jr., mm -hmm. followed by uh, Donovan Mitchell, Nance, and Oladipo is your longest odds. Who are you taking? I'm going to go ahead and take uh, Oladipo dunking over the sick kid. Dunking over the the Shriners Hospital kid. Yes, that's and correct. For, for charity. Yes. Um, I'm going to go with one of the rookies, and I haven't decided who until right now. Donovan Mitchell. That's who I'm going to take. I don't really have a whole lot invested into this. Would you rather see, like, LeBron versus who? Who would, who would Kevin Durant? Do you want to no, see No, because Kevin Durant is so boring when he dunks. <laughs> He's freaking seven foot. All he has to do is, like, do a very light jump to dunk it. Yeah. So His wingspan is insane. Is there anybody you actually want to see? The dunk contest is so unappealing In the dunk contest itself? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I would say last I, year was good. I'd like to see a repeat of last year. Yeah, of course I'd want to see LeBron James. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like athletic freaks in the NBA that you can put in that space. I mean, maybe Giannis Antetokounmpo because there's that chance he would be able to dunk not from the foul line. From behind the backboard. Yeah, right? Like, five, five, he would be able to dunk maybe even from the three-point yeah. line. 5-5-3-0-5. Five, five, do you think the NBA players care more about the three-point contest than they do about the dunk contest? Because here's define, your... Here, define care. Here's Well, here's your cavalcade of stars okay. in the three-point contest. Give it to me. Uh, so your 2017 winner, Eric Gordon, mm -hmm. Devin Booker, right. Paul George, Wayne Ellington, Bradley Beal... Kyle Lowry and Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris. And those are in order of odds. But you've got you've got Paul George, you've got Kyle Lowry, you've got Devin Booker. You've got guys that are actually playing in the All-Star game. So, who you got? Uh, I don't know, Bradley Beal. I don't know. I don't take much stock in this either. The only thing I love about All-Star weekend the most is actually the skills challenge more than Ah, well, let's I go like the skills competition because that's when you can really see there's a there's a lot of like head-to-head -head kind of stuff. Like yep. I love it at the end when they go head-to-head -head with each other. That's okay. like a competitive thing. The three-point contest to me is like you kind of just watch them shoot for a little bit. And it doesn't yeah. look like they're having fun. The skills competition on the final round, they're having fun. They're laughing. They're kind of screwing around with each other. It's I funny. just think there's a little more pride if you're an NBA player. If you win the three-point contest, it's like, yeah. Because it's that's, that's one of those things where every one of those guys has probably gone through a practice round of that and, and made every ball. So it's a little bit more about the moment, right? So th and that, I'm actually happy there's no Warriors in it this year. Clay Thompson's in it. So uh, damn it, going to the skills competition: uh, Jamal Murray, Al Horford, Spencer Dinwiddie, Joel Embiid, Buddy Heald, Laurie Markkinen, and Andre Drummond are your competitors. Biggest question: Why hasn't Spencer Dinwiddie changed his name yet? Uh, to what? Anything. I love Spencer Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie. You're, well, yeah, you're you don't a change woman, your last name. That's you're a, that's a woman a family being name. proposed to by Spencer Dinwiddie, and that you're going to live with that. You want your last name to be. You want your kids to be known as Dinwiddie. What's her last name? 
Well, she's not going to keep it. She's got to take Dinwiddie. Yes, I know. But if her if her her last name is Poops, Poops Dinwiddie. Yeah, would you hyphenate that one? I would not. Who you got? Who you taking in this? I'm taking Jamal Murray. That's my dude. Uh, he's Canadian, you know. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take Buddy Heald. Because Buddy Heald actually had a pretty good game uh, in the <laughs> Rising I watched Stars him play, Challenge. I watched him play a little bit no, yesterday. No, he had a good game yesterday in the Rising Stars Challenge. I think he's going to take some momentum into that. I'm going to give you my uh, vanilla sportscaster analysis. He's going to take the momentum from yesterday's <laughs> game into this challenge where he will really succeed, Luke. Well, I think that's, I think that's fantastic Comma, analysis. Luke. Comma, Luke. Well, thank you, everybody, for... I haven't played the music yet. I know, but I'm looking at the clock, and I think that you're probably a little slow on that. You were so enthralled by the skills challenges. Who are you taking at MVP for the game? Hmm. Hmm. Okay, which team do you want? LeBron. Take LeBron. I might take LeBron in that one because maybe he has... He's in a little bit better of mood with his new roster. It's always the one who's having the most fun that seems to win the MVP. So we'll take LeBron. You're taking Team LeBron over Team Steph? I am. Like, you remember that year when Shaq and Kobe won co-MVPs and they were, like, screwing around with each other the whole game? Yeah. I think the MVP I think the MVP is pretty obvious. Uh, you know, who, who's, who most recently scored 50 points in just 29 minutes? And then, and then his team just knocked off the Warriors. That's the guy carrying the most momentum and having the most fun. Do you think That's that, right. Do you think that Damian Lillard will get pissed that he didn't win the MVP? I don't know if he'll give him minutes to win the MVP. Is uh, Steph coaching the team? Yeah, we don't need to both be on the floor at the same time. You sit down there, little buddy. All right, uh, we're back next week, and uh, we'll make more mistakes that you guys can poke fun at. Uh, had a great time. Everybody have a wonderful weekend. This is The Center and the Saint on 1080 The Fan. Just before you draw your terminal breath No catch! Okay. Wasn't he the white Jordan? He's black. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.